Welcome to Heart Speak Podcast, episode 231. We are the ones we've been waiting for, Saturn in Pisces. Welcome to the Heart Speak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be with you again. And I hope you've had the opportunity to look out at the night sky, especially just after sunset, and see the brightness of Jupiter and Venus there together. They've come together now, they're going to start to separate, but please do look out and see this wondrous sight. And astronomically, they are still in Pisces, but astrologically, they are in Aries. And really, it doesn't matter just for what I'm about to say, which is Venus is about love. Jupiter is about expansion. Let's just have some loving, expansive energy, whether in Pisces or in Aries at this moment. And I think it's connecting us in a way that is really part of what I want to talk about today, Saturn in Pisces. We're going to be spending more time looking out into the stars, which is a Piscean experience, or wondering who's out there, what's out there, what's in here, who am I, where am I going, where are we going? Because Saturn in Pisces is very much about exploring these realms of the unlimited world, exploring the mysteries. And this week with Saturn going into Pisces, after its three years there in Aquarius, it's on the 7th of March. It will continue going through Pisces until the beginning of February 2026. And this is a major event and is occurring exactly the same time as that we have a full moon there in Virgo on the 7th or so of March. And then we have other things happening. The, this next week, we have Chiron and Jupiter coming together, the woundedness with our expansiveness. I want to talk about all these things. And in future podcasts, I know I'll be talking more about Pluto in Aquarius. But this is a, a major shift in our consciousness. Even though Saturn, as I've mentioned before, is can be feeling like limitations or boundaries or structures, but it's also about focus, attention, paying attention. And we are going to be paying attention to these Piscean issues over the next three years, collectively, personally, globally, universally. So I, that's why I want to spend this time talking about it. Let me take a few steps back. So as I've mentioned, Venus and Jupiter being together, and astrologically they're there in Aries, and Aries is about adventure, new beginnings, starting new ideas. So this might be a great time to start new projects, get your teeth into something you've only been dreaming about, Pisces. Now we're in Aries action, so very much taking action for something that's just been a dream. At the same time, Aries is about war and the hero and starting out as a hero. Let's go to war. Let's go and do this thing. And I've mentioned this before. But with Jupiter coming close and conjunct with Chiron, the wound, 
I also think this is a time where our woundedness is going to be exaggerated and expanded. So Jupiter expands everything it touches. And if Chiron is in Aries, which is, as I say, connected with adventure, but also war, Jupiter is expanding our awareness of our woundedness. So this week, I'm listening to those warmongers who want to go to war, really just because it suits their needs. And you might say, no, they're trying to help others. But so rarely do we actually hear the effects of the people, the families, the women, the children. I don't want to hear about the soldiers. I want to hear about the people who are struggling because somebody's made this decision that they need to go to war. And so when we are looking, and I think this is what's going to happen, there's this call for war, and there's also a need to look at the woundedness of war. And I think that's going to happen over these next few weeks, where people are hopefully are, are going to come together and say, we've been through wars, we've been through tragedies, this hasn't resolved anything. And whether you're interested or, or affected by this, we also need to look at the wars that have taken place inside us. So where are we wounded by our own adventurous self? Or where have we been wounded by not feeling that we're enough? Because Aries is also about discovering ourselves and being strong in ourselves. Where are we constantly coming up short in our own minds? And of course, this is exaggerated because we have this full moon in Virgo and Virgo is always very good at pointing out where we're not enough. So I feel that it's not just about war. It can be where are you in battle with yourself or where are the wounds in our relationships or our families that we have to say enough. I can't battle anymore either within myself, within my relationships, my partnerships, my children, or with my family, my more extended family, or my friends. I'm fed up of protecting myself against being wounded. So I think this, these issues are going to come up this week, next week especially, and hopefully we get some common sense, because it's not just what we may experience, as I say, out there in the big world or even in our smaller world, but the amount of wounding that goes on on social media this ability to hurt someone just because it feels oh, this is the thing I'm going to do, that we have to decide that it's not about misinformation that is the problem. It's about how we treat each other. Do we treat each other with respect, <laughs> especially in social media? And so it, it feels like words can wound. We know that feelings can wound, but words can wound. And so we move beyond this idea that just because I can say it, it needs to be said, or just because I have an idea, I need to be able to say it. And this ties up a little bit with this full moon again in Virgo, and it is squaring Mars in Gemini, Mars in Gemini, about passion to be spoken about. We could say that the full moon in Virgo is also about health issues. So it's like, where have we wounded each other from health issues or where have we caused ill health because of what we've said. And, and 
I feel that those who were courageous enough back in 2020 to step up in 2021, 22, and say, this is what we now need to work with. These are the innovative ideas that are coming forward in a case of, case of health and who were seen as conspiracy theorists or misinformation, whatever, and really wounded by the words where they were trying to heal, where they were trying to help. And I think this is something that we may be facing in our own minds, you know, where we're almost wounding ourselves with our own thoughts, our own words. Where have we wounded others by the words we said, or where we attacked them? And really generally, where have we found it necessary to go to war against someone just because they have a different opinion? So that's bringing me all those things together. And, and I really hope that some of these issues will be looked at and really address not at the level of, is this information right or wrong, but more is, where am I not respecting other people's opinions? Let's bring it down to a human level, a compassionate level. Where am I threatened by others and therefore need to attack them? And this brings me, therefore, to the full moon here in Virgo on the 7th of March. And Virgo is often seen as the perfectionist, the critical one. Again, we can be critical of others. We can be critical of ourselves. But it ties in very much to what I was speaking about last week with the dolphins. And I've spent quite a little time really contemplating and working on myself, looking at where are my actions and my words influenced by my beliefs. And they can be beliefs about somebody else, but more often they're beliefs of myself. So instead of just taking an action or, or maybe something goes wrong, I immediately beat up on myself because I have my Virgo ascendant. So where are my beliefs about myself getting in the way of being not just spontaneous, but really present? Where am I filtering my thoughts? And so I feel that this full moon is allowing us all to say, what, do I, what are the filters I want to get rid of? So it might be clearing out your house, but it might be also clearing out all the shoulds and the musts that make you believe you're going to be a better person. So it can be, well, if I'm, I don't know, if I read this book, I'll be a better person. If I attend this conference, I'll be a better person. If I take that exam, I'll be a better person. If I dress in this way, I'll be a better person. This is really what Virgo is looking at for this full moon. What actions are we taking based on the belief that we're inadequate or that we're not good enough or we're not lovable enough, et cetera, et cetera? Maybe, you know, holding on to old ideas that I'm guilty, I'll be guilty if something goes wrong. It's all my fault. So I'm just putting that idea out for you because. I've certainly seen that in my own life just in the last few days where events have happened and immediately I've taken them on as if someone was attacking me, <laughs> which was so untrue. That wasn't what was happening, but they just fed into an old belief. So I'm really telling you this from a very honest place that when I looked at those, those emails, let's say, there was nothing in them that was not pleasurable and loving but it was where I was at at that moment. So trying to understand that the higher essence of Virgo is compassion and that when we have compassion with ourselves, 
we therefore can share it with others. And compassion is not like, oh, I just love you, whatever you do. It's more like uh, in my unconditional loving, I'm going to be honest, but I'm also going to not come from my own woundedness, my own beliefs of not being enough. So when I'm full of myself, as the dolphins would say, I can allow you to be the same. And we can have an interaction based on that. So I just loved what the dolphins said. It wasn't about, oh, I love you, you love me. It was about, I am the best that I can be in this moment. I'm asking you to do the same. How we interact, that's another story. But it's not based on my fears, my disillusionment, my failures. So that's tying together two different issues there. So I've talked about the woundedness. I've talked about the compassion and the new moon, excuse me, the full moon on the 7th. So now let's move into the Saturn in Pisces. And as I know, I've already spoken about this several times, but it is a major change for us. And I think it has so many warning signs as well as so many wonderful opportunities. Saturn, as I say, the restrictor, the limiter, the structurer, but also the focuser. Pisces, unlimited, uh, mystery, engaging, creative, oneness. So Saturn is going to somewhat limit that belief that we are unlimited, etc. So on one level, we could say, oh, that's not so good. But I think, as I've mentioned before, Saturn in Pisces is going to bring spiritual integrity, integrity to our actions. And that's going to be asking us, what is our intention behind what we're doing? I've mentioned this before. But let's just look at it in, in other ways. So Pisces is a water sign. So we could see Saturn in Pisces being very associated with water issues. And of course, in East Palestine, they have a lot of issues with water at this moment, as do other cultures where they're seeing too much water. And then I, we can see in other places there's not enough water. So it's going to be about water rights. Who has the right to own this water? This, who owns the river? Who owns the dam? Who owns? Do we have a right to put a dam in? Who owns the ocean? Who owns etc.? And I think we're going to see a lot of that over the next two or three years. And I think we'd all be amazed how much these are political and uh, corporate, corporate beliefs that anybody should own water. I know where we used to live on above San Francisco, I couldn't believe that there was a small family who owned the water that came to us. In terms of why should we know, should we know who owns the water? Should anybody own the water? And if so, what rights do they have to do that? And I know that for certain countries which are more landlocked, their water supply is very limited by whoever it is that's going to allow them to have it. And I remember someone telling me that was true of Israel. So again, we are going to be seeing issues where water, of course, is such a primary need for all of us, but who owns it? And do they have a right to? And how do we find the right balance? The next thing about water is that we're going to be looking at water in terms of the fluoride in it. And I was watching Del Bigtree, The High Wire. If you haven't seen this last episode, it was all about the fluoride, which is just a waste product of, I understand, the aluminium uh, production. And they decided, oh, let's put it in the water and then we won't have a waste product. And then they convinced everybody this would be better for their teeth and for their bones, when in fact it actually causes destruction, especially to the teeth. 
And there is really very little evidence that it does stop the decay. We also know that the fluoride acts on the pineal gland, causing it to calcify, and your pineal gland is essential for your spiritual connection. So actions are taking place where all the studies are in place, and now we need to act on the fact that there's so much fluoride, whether it's in your toothpaste, whether it's in your drinking water, etc. We need to take this out of the water. It is not healthy. It's even been seen, <clears throat> as I know, that may be a contributing factor to breast cancer. So water is going to be a major issue. Also exciting things coming out of water, how we understand the mechanism of water being 70%, we're 70%. So the, the crystallization of water, the frequency of water, how the hydrogen bonds in water change according to what's going on in our bodies. I think we're going to see a lot about water, uh, the deep waters, for instance, in deep under the mantle, there's a lot of water there. They say there's more than there are in the oceans. Again, I think we're going to see a lot of talk around water. And rightly or wrongly, there's going to be Saturn saying, who controls this? Who has a right to it? Why are we doing this? So again, almost integrity in water. Pisces also rules the feet. So I'm not sure how that comes about, but we will may, you may find if you have very strong Piscean energies, your feet that are always the problem. And Pisces is also about, you know, the sky. Pisces love looking out into the sky at night. So I think we're going to get more information about ETs, UFOs, star beings, star seeds. As you know, I love talking about star arcs. And I think that all of these things are going to become more pertinent. And maybe Saturn on one level will say, oh, rubbish, we won't talk about that. On another level, it might be, let's explore this. So let's actually do a project to find out whether this is true. So I think we're going to see a lot of that there. While at the same time, I do believe we will see those who prefer that we don't make contact with our greater beingness. Uh, try and say, you know, we'll shoot them down or we'll, make, we'll, we'll get rid of them. Again, um, we're going to see a bit of both. Now, Pisces is also to do with addiction and illusion and mental illness, unfortunately. And this really brings me into the realms of the increased use of different mind-altering drugs that I've mentioned before. I think we're going to really have to see uh, some really good structures being put in place so that we this isn't just widespread. I listened to someone talk about how they were taking small doses of ketamine, um, which is a very strong mind-altering drug or anesthetic. And they said, oh, it's okay to take it. Well, you can't just one person say, take this, and it's all going to be fine. We, we know that about the vaccines, about drugs. Women do not break down drugs as easy as men do. We just don't have the enzymes in our livers. I think we have to be really careful. And so someone just saying, hey, it's going to be fine because it's okay with me, that's not okay. And that's the same going to be about alcohol. I think we're going to see more and more people say, oh, you can just have alcohol when you like, or you can, you can take your LSD when you like, you can take your cocaine when you like, microdoses, it won't affect you. Please. Everybody is different. And I saw when I was a young doctor in the hospital we were in where we were working with liver transplants, I saw children dying of cirrhosis of the liver because their parents had just said, hey, just keep drinking. 
Now, the other siblings might have been fine, but not everybody is the same. And I see this maybe becoming, as I've said before, a sort of cultish experience. Join us and be part of our group by taking whatever. Again, ayahuasca, any of them. Please do it with your own intention about why you're doing it. Do not be persuaded that just because someone else is telling you this is going to be okay, it will be. And that's going to be the same whether it's sound healing or um, water healing or air healing or color healing or anything else. We're going to see such a wonderful expansion on one level of these more vibratory forms of healing, including what I've talked about before, the med beds, uh, these other systems that are coming into being using uh, scalar, scalar rhythms. But we have to be careful. Not everybody's going to be affected in the same way. So let us bring it back into a balance where we, we understand that it can help, but please be aware of it and be aware that this same pattern of Saturn being in Pisces was there between 1964 and 1967, which I think we all know was the period of love, drugs, do anything you like, be unlimited, be free. And it did have consequences. So many people, as you know, if you can remember the 60s, you weren't really in it. Well, I actually do remember the 60s. I'm quite happy that I can remember it. I'm not sure if getting lost in something is really where we need to be going. I'm sorry if that's not your journey. You love getting lost in something. But we are not the same children, the same teenagers, the same people that we were in the 1960s. Things have moved on so fast that our technological age has taken us to a place where our sensitivity, our vibration, our DNA activation is at such a higher frequency than it was in the 60s. Everything is a much more alert. We have so many more environmental uh, waves going through our environment, you could say microwaves, etc., than we ever had then. Everything is much higher. Even the idea that this magnetic field of the earth is falling away, everything is different than it was when we were in the, in the 1960s. So please be aware that to keep your feet on the ground, to root yourself, be aware of what you're putting into your body. There are things going on around us that we can't necessarily control. We can use crystals, as I've mentioned before, to clear some of our old energies. But be aware that everyone is activated in a different way and not everyone needs any help to have that activation. Because I don't want to see more young people becoming mentally ill, schizophrenic, bipolar, because they took drugs and they can't get back in their body again. I don't care what someone says about it doesn't affect you. It does. And if you've ever had drugs and problems of being back in your body or thoughts that you couldn't control, you'd never want anybody to have that sort of issue for you themselves. So that's one area of my, my decision. And, and it's interesting that back in the 30s when Saturn was in Pisces, it was the start of AA. So Alcoholics Anonymous started up 
again, it's interesting that it started up because there was a need to bring structure and, and discipline, one could say, to, to an addiction. So we see these periods of time where there has been this freedom and expansiveness, but one has to keep it in balance. Now, the next thing about this is that in 1993 to 1996, when Saturn was there in Pisces again, we had two extremes. We had the Rwanda civil war when hundreds of thousands died because one side went up against another side almost overnight. In, in other words, old biases, old prejudices came to the surface over the assassination of a leader, and it all just fired off. That could happen anywhere, because those things that we have inside us are still sitting there as biases. It also was the Bosnian War. Many, many people died. Obviously, Serbia, Slovenia, all these countries got involved with that. Same sort of idea, very old woundedness, come back to woundedness, came to the surface. And, of course, again, hundreds of thousands died. But at the same time, we had Mandela being freed from prison and, and putting aside apartheid, this, this bias, this prejudice, so in some ways, it's saying the same thing, that the idea of Pisces is two fish swimming in opposite directions joined by a common band. Its highest level of achievement is the sacred marriage of opposites, the unity through the acceptance of diversity. The lowest is seeing everybody who isn't like you as the enemy. We have to move beyond that. We have to stop this whole idea that there is a division between us, a separation, whether due to color, race, religion, etc. We are one. We all are living our own unique lives. But you are just another part of me. And those who wish for division spur on those wounds that live inside us all, those biases that have been passed down through generations, that's what needs healing now. And I just have to mention at that point that what we call the Mandela effect, you may have heard of it. You ask different people about what happened to Mandela. One group remember him walking free and becoming the president. Another group will say he never became free and he's still a prisoner or he died in prison. It's called the Mandela effect. It's just how mythologies are built on our biases. And I think that this is what now needs to be cleared. As Saturn is going to Pisces, it's going to check in and say, what do you believe? What is true? And for many, some of the most fundamental beliefs, whether they're religious or mythology, are going to be shattered. And I think be ready for that. Just as many of the stories over the last three years about whether masks work or this works or this have been shattered by true science or true data. And again, it's not right or wrong. It's just saying be ready because a belief that we develop that becomes our identity that makes us feel safe is not a good belief. So I often say 
check out your beliefs. What if there isn't a God? What isn't? What if there, your religion is not as it was? What if whatever? Can you let it go and you still exist? Or is your belief and your identity so intertwined you can't exist beyond it? That's what's going to happen with Saturn in Pisces. And I think the final thing I want to mention, which is why I called this, this talk about we are the ones we've been waiting for, we are coming to the end of looking for a guru, a healer, a teacher, a leader, a messiah to lead us. I've said this many times, it will be increased when Pluto does go into Aquarius. Still, I hear us say, well, why doesn't the leader do this? Or why doesn't that person do that? It's not up to them. We're moving into a community and it's moving into, and what are you doing to reach that place? And I see increasingly, it's not about someone coming and helping us. What are we doing to raise our vibration to meet that individual who's helping us? Just as I saw with the dolphins, when my vibration was into expectations and, you know, I want everything to be my way, dolphins never came. When I raised my vibration to that place of fun and happiness, the, the dolphins came. So it's not that they're going to come and rescue me, but they're saying, I will meet you in that new vibration, that higher vibration, if you're willing to do the work to get there, which often means just letting go of all that seriousness. And I was listening to a conference, a very good webinar that was talking about the return of Enki and the return of different, uh, different giant beings or teachers that have been waiting to come back to our humanity at this time and it was a wonderful talk and I thought this is great but the questions that came from the audience and again not judging but I was fascinated <laughs> by how many of them said so when are they going to come and save us so when what's going to happen are they going to wipe out all the bad people or are they going to lift us up into the fifth dimension it was all about being saved all about there's me, little me, when's someone going to come and save me? We are the ones. There is nobody else. Now, what I heard and I, I agree with, it's not to say that there aren't those helping us from the realms of the spirit world or the star being world to, to clear almost their own mess, if I may say it. But we have to grow up. And know that that star beingness, that spiritual guidance is in us. We're not only needing it to be activated, which I understand it's already happened, we have to own it. So whatever it is, if we're looking for someone else to lead it, we need to step into that role. Why aren't they doing that? We need to do that. Why are they not bringing their science to us? We are the scientists. It's not to say that we're not going to be met and helped, but if we don't step up into the very highest qualities that we already have within us, there ain't anybody else coming. So when we talk about Saturn in Pisces, this is going to be such an important time of not getting lost 
in some dream world or some illusion or looking for something else that's going to take us somewhere. Again, whether it's a drug or a person or war, like, no. What am I responding to that is the best that I can do in this moment without any of that, without any of that drama? And coming right back to our full moon in, in Virgo, what's the most loving thing I can do for myself in this moment? And we may need to do nothing except be full of that love of ourselves. We don't need to improve ourselves. We don't need to do anything. Just being ourselves is a really good start because that shows us that we are turning up fully in the incarnation that we chose this life. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.